The Rainmaker Multiplier on-demand series is brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity, a financial training, coaching, and IP development organization led by financial advisors, coaches, and business leaders committed to taking a holistic approach to advising. To learn more about our organization and upcoming training opportunities for financial professionals, visit ClarityToProsperity.com. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Rainmaker Multiplier on Demand. This topic is a fun one, and we know it's a popular one given our recent coffee break at C2P, but we're going to be covering chat GPT today and some of the tips and uses at a practice level for advisors. And joining us today is our resident expert on this, Erica Rivera, our paid advertising specialist at C2P. And Erica, I'll brag about you so you don't have to, but not just paid ads, but Erica's our social media guru as well, taking everything to the next level here at C2P, helping a lot of our advisors already on that front. So thank you for joining us today, Erica. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And I know we'll get into this, I think, during our discussion today, but you're already using ChatGPT a lot for yourself on a daily and weekly practice here at C2P and what you're doing for our advisors. And so I guess where we can start the conversation is, do you think chat GPT or AI in general is the future of social media marketing and advertising? Um, Yes, I do. (laughs) To say the least, I do use it in my everyday workspace. I am very appreciative of it. I do think it is the future of social media and paid advertising because it is just such a helpful tool but I don't think that it's the future in the way most people think it is where it will replace that mm. human aspect of creating social media content and creating paid ads. I use it as a tool that will help me create advertisements that start a snowball effect that are really successful and create a story that I could have not done on my own. Now, it's interesting you, that you point that out too. Of It's another tool in the toolbox, not a replacement. I think a lot of people have that fear of it's completely going to replace the human element. And I think that it's just something else to be used in conjunction with it is to help us as marketers for advisors when they're marketing their practice. And so I think that's the key there when looking at, like you said, is just not replacing it in general. Exactly. So what tips do you have for someone or advisor that's never used chat GPT who wants to start using it? Where should they get started or how can they get started? So speaking from personal experience, I found ChatGPT actually when we were looking for stories for my son for bedtime. So that's how we started using the AI feature and using it in our personal lives. But then I started thinking, oh, how could I use this for work? Because this is such a tool that just thinks of things that I could have never thought of before. So when I created my business account, and I recommend to every advisor that wants to start using ChatGPT, create an actual account instead of becoming a guest, because the AI will remember what you're talking about and you know the things that you're feeding it so it can create a habit. For someone first starting with ChatGPT, I recommend starting a conversation with it. It may feel a little bit silly and out of the norm for not speaking to an actual human, but you can give it 
talking topics. So if you want to speak with a client about, let's say, preparing for retirement, you can tell the AI, tell me five tips and tricks for my client who is 65 years old to start taking out the required minimum distributions. And it will give you all of these things. And if you don't want just five, you can say, give me 10 more and it will give you 10 more. And then from there, you can pick and choose what you like. And if you like one, but you don't like how it's phrased, you can feed it back into the AI and you can say, hey, rephrase this differently. And it will do that just for you. So I definitely recommend creating the account when you first get started, because then you'll start creating those habits with the AI and it'll know what you like and what is preferred for your business. Yeah, that's for anyone listening or watching today. I don't know if you've played around with it yet, but that's how I've found it to be useful of not just putting prompts and that's good for idea generation on that side. But like you said, having it learn, that's where it's going to be an even more powerful tool when you can use it in, in your own voice and not just coming. And when I first started using it, I don't know if you found this, Erica, that it it felt like it was what I was trying to say or get at, but just with a whole bunch of extra adjectives thrown in there. <laughs> It does create what we like to call in marketing a word salad. So you definitely want to tell it, please simplify this or please make this more, in my case, social media friendly or maybe client friendly or just simpler. Yeah. And that's where maybe using it as the tool to then clean it up after, or like you said, feeding it additional prompts to get it more narrowed in on what you're looking to accomplish. And I don't know if you found this with anyone that you've worked with here or previously, but there is some apprehension around it. I think that some of it is just that fear of AI in general. I don't know if it's the d degree of the fear of AI, like Terminator type fear, but just that fear of a replacement of people in general and, and the workforce or roles in that. But I think it's a fear of, I don't know how to incorporate this into what I'm already doing and making that work with you, not against you. What would you recommend for those to alleviate those fears and get people more comfortable using a tool like this? The practice, the phrase that I like to use is practice makes permanent, not practice makes perfect. Because when you talk to the AI and you constantly give it the information that you need about your business to help you help your clients, it will make things a lot easier and relieve those fears. I wouldn't recommend putting in personal client information. Obviously that's sensitive information and you wouldn't put it on the internet anywhere else. Don't feed it into the AI. There's really nothing truly to be afraid of when you're using it for informational purposes. I just have to say the best way to alleviate those fears is to keep practicing. Just like when you do anything else, you have to practice. Otherwise you'll just always be afraid of it. Yeah, and Erica, we were talking even before we recorded today that it it's very similar to those that have that fear of doing video for the first time with their marketing. And some listening today might be saying, yeah, that's me. I'm going through that now, or I went through that before. And we've actually done a podcast on that with one of our team members, Becca, who was on previously about the video side. It's just doing it and getting more comfortable. And with video, it's about shooting them and maybe you don't even use those videos or you send them to your teammates or your family to get comfortable this is the same way, like you said, you can just put in the prompts and try different things, use it for personal things, for the family, like you did with your son. And I think that is what will get people getting more comfortable with it. From the advisory and the business side, I think the other thing we should point out and what you have experience with too is working with compliance, not against compliance on this. We know there's a lot to figure out on the regulation side when it comes to AI, but do you have any feedback for how to best work with compliance on using tools like this? 
I think the best thing to do is just like with the AI, have an open conversation with compliance, always run something by them. It's the best thing that I can recommend when it comes to marketing. And this is for any industry, anybody trial and error, see what works, see what sticks, keep an open line of communication because marketing is interesting because although sometimes it's very solo based work, you do have to work with your team as well. And that's the best thing I can say is keep that open line of communication. No, that's great. And our compliance team will appreciate you sharing that. (laughs) Um, I appreciate that. I guess the last question I have for you today, I know there's so many more that we want to get into. And I guess I'll caveat in the middle here with if you're listening or watching today and you have questions about this, please put them in the chat and we'll take a look at these. We're also planning on doing a few podcasts to this because it's such a popular topic and things are changing and evolving so quickly that we want to make sure we cover it and keep all of you informed. So please send us those questions. We want to make sure that we cover those for you. But our final one for Erica today, how do you use ChatGPT for ads and for social for your purposes here? So with social media, I use ChatGPT religiously every single day. For social media, I specifically work exclusively with our content manager, Chelsea. She will give me copy from a campaign that we're doing or a webinar, just some blurb about what we're working on and how I can make it social media friendly. And then when I go to the ChatGPT side of things, I will feed the AI the copy first and just say, please create a few notes about this copy and it'll give me a few talking points. And then from there, I'll narrow it down even farther and say, okay, make these talking points social media friendly. And then from there, it'll create emojis. It will give a call to action. It will make things a lot more digestible. And then if it's still too long, I'll say, make this shorter or I'll even restrict it even farther and say, make this only 150 characters with hashtags, without hashtags, or use this specific keyword. So I really like to use ChatGPT like a funnel, go really wide and then narrow it down with social media. When it comes to paid advertising, I like to be more narrow and then expand on what I want to talk about for the paid advertising. So from there, I'll start with an idea. If it's about the tax management journey, it will start with, okay, I'm thinking about tax tips for advisors, tax planning for advisors, how to alleviate tax burdens for my clients. And those will be my headlines. And then I'll feed those into the AI and I'll say, These are my headlines that I want to work with Google ads or Facebook ads. And I'm very specific with what I tell it because the AI does know Google ads can only take a certain amount of characters and Facebook ads can take only a certain amount of characters and it will split the work up for me, which is really great because it's a lot less of planning for me. So from there, after I give it those headlines, it will then create ad copy. So it will create a few sentences about this one headline that we have. It will include the keywords I already put in. And then it'll create a whole ad and then with a CTA that will say schedule a 20 minute consultation with C2P today or call us now or schedule an appointment now. And then from there, if I don't like little tidbits, I'll take it off the AI and put it in a document and then edit the way I like it and then put it up with an advertisement. Got it. Yeah, I like that you were able to explain too how you're using it, even for one piece of content or theme idea like that. It, the content itself, the headline, the ad, how you can break that down, use it for multiple formats and make your life easier on that side. 
Yes, definitely. And work, I do want work smarter, not harder. Exactly. I do want to say that just because I do social media and paid advertising differently and the way I map it out works for me, it may not work for you. It may work for you. Like right. I said at the beginning of the podcast, it's a lot of trial and error, seeing what works, see what sticks, because not everybody responds to the same things the same way because these ads are going to all different areas. Yeah. No, thank you very much for sharing that, Erica. And as I mentioned a little bit ago, thank you all for listening today. And please tune in. We're going to continue to have these. We'll probably end up having a little series related to chat GPT AI because of how quickly this evolves and things that are uncovering the compliance side. Next time I know on the next one, Erica, that we're doing together, we're going to get even more into the tactical side of doing this at the practice level and some examples of doing this at an office and getting some of our advisors in here with us to talk through those specific examples. If you enjoyed this, please keep an eye and an ear out for those coming forward. But for today, thank you again, Erica, for joining us. And thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for having me. The Rainmaker Multiplier on-demand series is brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity, a financial training, coaching, and IP development organization led by financial advisors, coaches, and business leaders committed to taking a holistic approach to advising. To learn more about our organization and upcoming training opportunities for financial professionals, visit ClarityToProsperity.com. At the time of delivery and any subsequent publishing, information was deemed reliable but is subject to change by the time of viewing. The contents of this piece include the opinions and projections of C2P Enterprises, are subject to change, and are for informational purposes only. The information provided in this presentation is not intended to be individual investment, tax, or legal advice.